What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Round Tripper here on 89.1 WXVU. It is Monday, October 7th, and we're back for one more show before fall break. Yeah. Wow. Great time to be back. Wow. What's special about this show, Pat? What's special about this show? Conrad, would you like to tell us what's special about this show? So, as a trial run from last week, since it went so well for that first segment, we Very are going... Very much a trial run. <laughs> it still is a trial run. No, 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 no. We are, we are going live now. From our Instagram account that was created last week, round underscore tripper23 on Instagram. Throw us a follow. Throw us a like. Uh, we're live right now if you want to see a little bit of the action going on in studio. Will not disappoint. I guarantee you that. No. Why is it number 23? Because uh, of LeBron. Because 1 through 22 were taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because of the GOAT. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. LeBron we, copied Jordan. We're not getting into this right now. Oh, my. It was brought up. I'm just going to offend my guy. So as you can hear slash see, uh, joined by the ever-present Conrad Bayer, as well as executive producer Jack Sherwood. It's me. We have no Benjamin Moy or Matthew Wood this week. Sadly. As yes, they are at practice. We're happy they were able to make our return or make their return. And um, happy midterm week, Nova Nation. Oh, not not happy midterm week. No, I've got to go to the library the after most this. Wonderful yeah, time. yeah, I'm I'm, I'm studying after year. this. Where is the library on campus? Actually, we have a library. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, all right. So we are, as Conrad said, we are live on Instagram round tripper underscore or round, round underscore tripper twenty three. Two three as in the number two three, and we'll get into the shoutouts as we always do. Thank you. For listening to Connor, Jordy, Megan, Jules, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Rick, Dan, Brian, Jack, not Sherwood, Madeline, Uncle Ken, Aunt Diane, Uncle Steve, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Tad, Payer, Sherwood's, Woods. I love Sherwoods and Woods next to each other. It's just <laughs> what a play on words. Moyes, Canes, everyone and anyone. Thank you so much for listening. The podcast is live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Round Tripper. Two words. Guys, did I miss anyone for the shout outs? Uh, I got a shout out to Smokey, my uncle, for listening. Thank you, Smokey. <laughs> I'll get to mine later. Wow. Does yeah. it get one at the start of the show? No, it speaks. It's uh, the shout out later in the show. Mm, it's controversial. You're going to forget. Mm-hmm. I had a bye week, so I might. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they didn't lose this week. Fine, Shadow Brothers. <laughs> there you go. All right. We'll get into it with the monologue. When Andrew Luck decided to call it quits after six NFL seasons, many were quick to write off the Indianapolis Colts. And why not? We all know the NFL is a quarterback driven <laughs> league. And the Colts just lost one of the best in the business. Yet, after last night's victory in Kansas City, Indianapolis sits at 3-2, and two, tied for first in the AFC South. So how do you replace a man that had 171 passing touchdowns and 20 game-winning drives in his 86 games in the league? Well, infrastructure matters. The Colts moved on from the inept Ryan Grigson at GM, who failed to capitalize on the talent he had at hand with Luck. More so than simply squandering that talent, he punished, he punished Luck who averaged over 35 sacks a season during the Grigson era. In came Chris Ballard, who succeeded Grigson, uh, and Ballard decided to change the culture by bringing in highly respected Frank Reich after the Eagles' Super Bowl run in 2017. Ballard and Reich replenished a lacking roster by starting from the inside out, drafting Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame in the first round last year to help solidify the left side of the line alongside standout tackle Anthony Costanzo. Grigson followed that up by adding Darius Leonard to quarterback the defense at middle linebacker in the second round. Leonard finished with over 160 tackles last year. Are you enjoying the comments over there? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Self-made comments, but we're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have, uh, 
That makes we it have even a high cat from somebody in the crowd. Oh, uh, hello to whoever said that. You can just look across. I would say the problem is we can't read the comments on the screen. We have the camera set up behind us. All right. Madeline sent waving emojis, so okay. waving emojis back. It's right. it's week one. We appreciate. Yeah, we'll figure out a better setup, but this is where we are right now. Um, where am I? <laughs> the one part that I script, I'm losing. Uh, of course, any winning team uh, has good players, but it's structure of the team that allows those players to thrive. Early success in Indianapolis this season is a pillar of that system, while the dysfunction for the Washington D.C. franchise, which we will get to in a little bit, also proves my point, just in a different way. So let's get into it. The Chiefs, or excuse me, the Colts topped the Chiefs 19-13 in Arrowhead. So the Chiefs are beatable, question mark? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Well, they lost. They so did. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, so they somebody, are, yeah. They are beatable. Yep. I think if you injure It wasn't Mahomes. a trick question, guys. Yep. I found, we found the game plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go for his ankle, right? Yep. How come, did Shady not play yesterday? I didn't. I don't think I saw him out there. He did not register a carry. He did play. He had two catches. Okay. Well, that's why I think that. Well, Damian Williams returned yesterday. Oh, he was out the past sense. two weeks. Yeah, so yeah. Shady had been kind of carrying the load there, and Daryl Williams had been getting some goal line carries. Daryl Williams didn't get any carries yesterday, and Will, and Damian Williams had nine. So the Chiefs only ran the ball fourteen times. Yeah. No, but I think that they are winnable. I think that. I don't know. I think once Tyreek Hill comes back, then we can kind of re-answer that. I think was it Sammy Watkins injured as well yesterday? So like, so, yes. obviously In there, the first quarter. there were injuries, so it's not like, you know, this was week 13, 14, everyone's healthy, but I mean, yeah, it does look like it. Is I think there's, there will come a point where there's only one ball on like the field where it's what's going to happen, like divisional round of the playoffs, even championship round. Or even, you know, at the end of the year, back end of the season where it's, you know, you've got Tyree Kill, you've got Miko Hardman, who all of a sudden is coming out really strong. You've got Sammy Watkins, you've got Kelsey, and you've got Williams and Shady in the backfield. Like, you can only field 11 players on the on the field at once, and you can only throw the ball once. So, And there's only one ball, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how everyone reacts, especially now a little bit of adversity with a loss. But, um, yeah, I think, the, I think they're definitely, one, or definitely beatable. Yeah, I obviously they're, they're beatable as they lost to the Colts with, let's be honest, their backup, Jacoby, even though he's their starter now, he's really a backup and a kind of a career backup. But he's been playing fantastic. But also you have to take into account Mahomes was kind of hobbled. And I think that takes away one of his biggest threats, which is that he can extend the play and outside mm-hmm. the pocket. Which we saw a lot of in the first quarter before yeah. he got hurt. Which is where he, he can kind of do things that makes him so special and such a a top top talent in the league right now but i'm also interested to see how he recovers from this and how long like that ankle injury could be bothering him because if it takes like a a couple weeks like yes they're still a very good team and he can be a very good pocket passer um but it kind of takes away that that (coughs) edge that that they have on other teams with having patrick be able to get out of the pocket and move the pocket and help that o-line with that yeah, so, I mean, the Chiefs' biggest weakness is probably their offensive line on that yeah. offense. You think of all the different skill positions and players that they have there. So, Indianapolis was able to get eight quarterback hits yesterday, uh, along with four sacks. Obviously, they, they shook up that ankle, which was actually the Chiefs' offensive lineman yep, stepping on it, on it. Um, as well. For the Colts, they've kind of, they went ground and pound yesterday. I mean, 45 attempts on the ground. You don't see that very often uh, for 180 yards and a touchdown. Marlon Mack has been fantastic. <laughs> 
uh, this season. Uh, 29 carries for 132 yards, and Brissett did enough. And I like Brissett. I don't think he's going to be one of the standout quarterbacks in the league, though he did uh, yesterday at least went into the game tied for the league leading touchdowns with Mahomes with 10. Uh, Mahomes since passed him with the, the one touchdown pass yesterday. But Brissett does enough to keep you in games, and especially if you're going to run for 180 yards on yeah. the road. So, And the Colts dominated time of possession, which was key because we know how good this Kansas City offense is. Well, they can't score if they don't have the ball. And Indianapolis had the ball for 37 minutes of that game. So I think you kind of saw a little bit of a blueprint from the Colts on how you can take down this ridiculously high-powered offense in Kansas City. Yeah, I think that I, they might have been PMT this morning where they said is exactly what you said is they need to, like they won the game because they helped run the ball. They killed the clock. And they said, you know, who does have a good, another good team that has a good running offense is New England, they which do. is interesting. So, um, yeah, we're on a collision course for one debate, like December when KC and New, uh, New England play. So that'll be interesting. So. Um, also, what I saw was their bye week isn't for another like month and a half. So it will be interesting to see because an ankle injury is like the toughest injury to come back mm-hmm. from. A high ankle snag for a little while. Exactly. So like if they had a bye week, you know, give them two weeks, 14 days off between games, that'd be fine. But he's got to go out there for another four or five weeks. They also, I think I saw they play Sunday on a Thursday game as well. So it'll be interesting to kind of monitor that for the next, obviously the rest of the year, mm-hmm. but the next couple of weeks to see, is he going to be healthy enough to play? How is he going to be mobile? Is he going to be able to extend the plays or whatnot? So I think that there's definitely a, a decent amount of, que- not decent amount, but there's some question marks in the next like month and a half that they're going to have to clear up. Yeah, absolutely. And that game is uh, December 8th. December 8th. Okay. In, uh, yeah. in Foxborough. Okay. So again, plenty of time to get to before that, but a difficult, I wouldn't say difficult schedule, but two, like you said, two games, Sunday and a Thursday, not a lot of time to recover yeah. for the next two games for, for Kansas City and Mahomes. Uh, on to the next one then. Packers outlast the Cowboys 34-24 in Dallas. Are the Green Bay Packers pulling away from the pack in the NFC? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, their, their offense really kind of started clicking, especially in that, that first half against the Cowboys this weekend. Aaron Rodgers threw for 238. Uh, no touchdowns, but... Didn't have to with Aaron really Jones. To. Aaron Jones had, had four touchdowns, ran for 107 on 19 carries. And if you give a team with... Their defense, while, while it's not great, their weakness has been running, but they held Dallas without a score in the first half with Zeke and that offensive line, which, mm-hmm. is, which is very impressive considering <laughs> what everybody's been saying about that defense. So if that defense is legit, they actually have a running game with Aaron Jones and then Aaron Rodgers starts to heat up and he gets add at one or two from Aaron Jones and then Rodgers throwing the ball all over. That's, that's going to be tough to tough to watch. And especially at least in the, in the North division, the other teams aren't looking too hot right now. Just to say it. Nicely. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. I think also too with, I mean, this was a pretty. This was a big game. There's two. Yeah. There were two um, four o'clock games, and this was obviously America's game of the week. The other game was out in LA, so that's you know one o'clock. Game. It's cares. yeah, no, but it was like you know it, it wasn't like it was you know four o'clock game and um you know with the G Men or whatnot or you know Vikings yeah. something like that where it's no it was a four o'clock game. It was supposed to be like they're two you, of the top teams. Yeah, in the NFC it was right the now. national game, and they just got up. 24 to zero, not in the blink of an eye, but like a slow, like 20, like third quarter got up big. Yeah. And that's why I think that kind of showed 
a little bit of you know who they are and what they're going to be what who, where they can become i think that it'll be interesting to see the other side of the nfc east with um philly how they do because they've kind of struggled so far yep. three and two which bouncing back now yeah but that's why i think that when you look at that is there's the nfc there's question marks because i would say yep. um the saints would also be up there but you know what's going to go on with Breeze is you know Teddy Bridgewater is doing very well. Do you ride the hot hand if Drew Breeze comes back and he you know he stills a little bit of trouble with throwing with the finger or whatnot? Is it you know it definitely is a Green Bay is very good. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting about this game as well, I have definitely uh, applauded Green Bay's defense for the first few weeks of the season. They gave up 563 yards to Dallas, and Dallas outgained them by over 200 yards. But the difference was Green Bay was able to force turnovers there as Darius Smith still crushed, and I believe he had two sacks yesterday. And then Green Bay did the same thing that Indianapolis did, in which they held the ball for 37 minutes on the road. So I, I think you see a little bit of a theme there. Aaron Jones, it, can you say it was a great performance? I mean, he ran the ball 19 times, but it was only for 107 yards. He just happened to get the touchdowns to the goal line. True. Obviously, you take the four yeah. touchdowns anytime. I mean, it's still averaging over Five and a half Five, yards. Yeah, no, it was, that's still that's still impressive. But yeah, nineteen carries you would expect probably close to like at least like one fifty. But they did what they needed to do. As I said, three interceptions on Prescott held him to a twenty-seven QBR, and that's with Dak thrown for four hundred and sixty-three. Yeah, so the question that you get impressive. there, may the real Dak Prescott please stand up from the first couple weeks of the season, and then this game, which you have three turnovers. He's looking for $40 million. <laughs> what do we think? No, I think this is the real deck. I said that, yeah. I think, before, like, when we came back, or before the 1 o'clock game started, I told Brian and Jack, I said, I he's a he was, what, a fourth-round draft pick he had. Like, obviously, which is great, but third or fourth, but I just, fourth-round, fourth round, yeah, I just don't see investing that, that, like, a ton of money in him. I think he's, obviously, quarterback's toughest position, and one of the toughest positions all the sports are, the whole team rides on them, but I just don't know if he's the guy. You look at who they beat. They beat the Giants before, before Danny Dimes. Before, yeah, future Hall before of the Saver came. Yep, exactly. And then <coughs> the other two games they won against the Redskins and the Dolphins. They haven't won a game yet. So that's... Yeah. It's yep. interesting. It's like, you know, then you get the Jets again. Okay, but they're, what, they're own 4 now? So the fake deck will probably stand up this week. And mm-hmm. then it'll be interesting when they go or when they had the home game against the Eagles and then against the G-Men. Again, it'll be very, and the Vikings. So I think there's definitely going to be three tough games before Thanksgiving, and then they get the Bills on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you oh, definitely. That's a tough one. <laughs> that Bills defense is really good. <laughs> They're legit. Um, you took my point there with the, with the strength of schedule. It's just the teams that they've beaten are some of the worst teams yeah. in the league. Yeah. And the, even beating the Giants, like the Giants are not a, Great team. Nine but they're nine and day different now. They are, yes. Yeah. With, with Daniel Jones gives them a lot gives them a <laughs> but that lot first week look. with that defense and Eli. Like, it doesn't matter which week it is. That yeah. defense that defense is terrible, but they not don't, good. don't even have the spark of like having a quarterback that they think they can win with. Exactly. So they had no impressive wins yet. And I, I agree that I think Prescott is more listen, you, you take the four hundred and sixty three yards, obviously fantastic. Two hundred and twenty six from Amari Cooper, who looks like Cooper's gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah. As he's working for a contract as well. But I don't think Prescott is the, that top of the league guy. And no, I think it was kind of like a foo school, kind of similar with, um, I don't think we're going to talk about it, but just to touch on it, um, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and how he lit it up against the Dolphins in the, the first few weeks of the season. And now he's kind of really cooled off through similarly three picks last week. Um, both of them kind of, they got off to heaters, but 
kind of coming back to earth and kind of more towards what people people thought of him. But that also shows you how up and down and week to week the NFL is that even for two, three weeks, these Lamar and Prescott looked like absolute monsters and like they're about to take over the league from like the Tom Brady's. But turns out only Tom Brady can do that, which is tough to say. Yeah, and I I, <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. So moving along, I will get to not not game news, but well, we can piggyback it on the back of the Redskins getting blown out by New England yesterday, which I think everyone kind of saw coming. Uh, Jay Gruden was fired this morning. Right decision, right? Yeah, they need yeah. to change. It just it's been it, there too long to, to, for how bad that team is. <laughs> so one playoff appearance during his tenure there. Just kind of the mishandling of RG3, which, yeah, was a little bit Mike Shanahan as well um, towards the back end there. Just everything has seemingly gone wrong. The franchise hasn't really taken any steps. It felt like it was time. Then this season has just been so poorly mismanaged. Yeah. Um, I, I, It's tough to completely scapegoat Gruden because, as I said, with the infrastructure thing, when you're dealing with... Well, yeah, you know, there's a couple things. Dan Snyder and there. Bruce Allen as well. It's not exactly easy a head coach to come in and be successful, which is why I think the next head coach of the Redskins is incredibly interesting to watch yes. uh, who will take that job after there's kind of been so much press around dysfunction. But yes, I believe it was the right move. Uh, however, it is interesting. I think, I believe Bill Callahan is the interim head coach there. And he said that Dwayne Haskins is not in the running to start on Sunday, that they're going to stick with either Keenum based on medicals or Colt McCoy. That's interesting. Yeah. But right. also, <clears throat> kind of to go off the infrastructure and just how poorly the R words are run. Um, did you see that it's literally with Gruden leaving the same things were said of um, Haskins was not Gruden's guy and was never going to be. Mm-hmm. And that was the same reason when Shanahan left. He was like, Archie was never the, my guy. Yeah. Um, and it's literally the same thing just years later. So it'll be interesting for that head coach, that next choice. Cause he, it's happened two times in a row. If you get fooled and you think, if Haskins isn't your guy and they're going to draft, like, they're in the running to get Tua. Like, if you think you're getting Tua next year, you're not having the choice in that. That's mm-hmm. all upper management. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no power. It should be all on the head coach because the front office has shown they are incompetent. Um, but that's just not how it's going to work. Um, so I think that that also goes into it of literally two times in a row, two quarterbacks, two coaches, they've done the exact same thing. And shocker, it didn't work either time. Yeah, so a, a 35-49-1 and one record for Gruden as his Redskins tenure comes to an end. And I'll say, do we, or who's next in the NFL? I Because I have a very strong opinion that Dan Quinn is not going to finish the season as Atlanta Falcons head coach. Yeah. I don't think he will either. Yeah. All right, so we all agree, yeah. we all so agree on Dan Quinn. They just, the under, obviously went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but they have underperformed. It's so amazing so that horribly. team went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, have, should have won. Yep. Yeah. And they're this bad. Now. Mm-hmm. And then Just, they see too what they have because their, de- their defense is still pretty good, correct? Big Beasley guys like that. Yeah. They, they have guys. They've got, good, like, they've got a serviceable defense. They've got Matty Ice. They've got Julio. They've got was Freeman. <laughs> I actually thought there was a chance that Quinn was going to be fired this morning after that yeah. just disastrous performance against the Texans yesterday. He's still here. So we'll see if Quinn can make it through the season. All right. We'll I just... think he might make it like through the season. But, oh, like, but he's not making it. After. Black Monday. Yeah. yeah. Black Monday. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we'll do some quick hits. We'll just speak really quickly on these games so we don't go too long. Um, the Seahawks win a thriller over the Los <coughs> Angeles Rams on Thursday night. 
are the Seahawks for real? Because they don't have great wins on their schedule, as we were talking about. They've beaten the Bengals. Uh, they've beaten the Steelers, teams like that, though they're sitting at 4-1. I don't know. Like, the, the Rams, We how much do we know about the Rams, though, too? That's the like, point. that's the other, like, I don't know. I think that the, I think there's a big I think there's a big hodgepodge of probably about one through three or four in the NFL, you know, and then about five through fifteen is just a toss up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how good are the Seahawks? How good is New Orleans? Because mm-hmm. Seattle lost to New Orleans at home. Is New Orleans gonna be really good? Or that's why I think that I think Seattle's just always gonna be good with Russell Wilson. And that home and yeah, the twelfth man. Yep. I think that whatever year it is, you can never write them off. Mm-hmm. I think I think we'll end up seeing them in the playoffs. I don't, or at least week 15, 16, 17, somewhere close to the playoff berth of you know being in contention. So, yeah, I think the yeah they're just, they're just always going to be good. Yeah, I'd agree there. Um, so wins over Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Arizona. So that's what I'm saying. Where and they've been close games too, other than the Arizona game. So, uh, though, props to Russell Wilson who has been spectacular yes. yeah. so far to uh, to start the season, but. I'll, this is a quality win, obviously. The Rams are a good team. We don't know how good they are, but they're, but they're definitely a talented team. Uh, next one, Kyler Murray gets his first NFL win. So does Cliff Kingsbury in a 26-23 win over the Bengals. The Bengals are bad. Yeah. But, yeah. It <laughs> shouldn't have been as close as it was. No, yeah. the Cardinals blew that yeah. towards the end. They, the Cardinals tried to give the game away. They did, absolutely. Um, and then we're able to... Uh, to get that game-winning field goal at the end. But Cincinnati looks bad. And I'm not sure Zach Taylor is the man for them, which, yes, it's five games into the season. I'm sure he's using, he has a quarterback that's probably not his guy um, there. But Taylor was the one coaching, or one of the coaching hires, because I'll say uh, Freddie Kitchens as well in Cleveland, where it just didn't make a lot of sense, and he was <coughs> definitely just picked because he was Sean McVay's quarterback coach. Yep, yeah rather than off of more credentials. So I'd say watch that in Cincinnati. They're also missing AJ Green, but mm-hmm. there's they, I don't know but how it's not, not yeah, a lot of But talent. AJ Green isn't going to flip three wins. No, ab- absolutely not. Um, all right, going across the pond, the Chicago Bears turned into Everton in London. Would you like to talk about what that means for people that don't understand, Conrad? That means the Bears, very bad. Everton's very bad. Everton's in the relegation, relegation zone. Which, very bad. Um, but... Yeah, the Bears honestly probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. Chase Daniel got away with a he had two picks, should have been three, probably four. Um the defense just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Like letting up twenty four is like I guess what most teams are like is a is a very good game, but for this Bears team, giving Bears. up twenty four is is terrible. And I believe I heard a stat today, it was like almost I, I wanna say like the last 10 to 15 times that the bears have scored more than 17 points. They've won because that defense is that legit and they scored 21. They lost. Can't really blame the defense because they do so much and carry this team. They have for a year and a half now, but and for like the entire existence of the franchise, but <laughs> also that, um, but yeah, giving up 24 to Oakland, not great. Um, Josh Jacobs ran all over them and they're supposed to be the best running rush defense in the league. Um, they they got a couple of easy turnovers where Derek Carr just threw the ball yeah. <laughs> backwards. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a bad game to lose. It's a bad game yeah. to lose. It's as simple as that. So, is it Tyler Bray time? As sixty five percent of Chicago Bears fans <laughs> apparently think. Uh, I, I don't think we're at that point. <laughs> but let's just say I've heard a lot of 
how much would it take to get Andy Dalton? Yeah, that's not that's not a <laughs> which place, I don't think yeah. is the solution. That's not a place you want to be um, in. But I think it shows your uh, Bears fans that they're desperate because they know Mitch how good is, that defense is. Yeah, as Mitch is, Chase Daniel isn't the solution. Yeah, probably not. Next game, no one circles the wagons. Yeah, like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I was no, I say you're just saying. It was a, you well, it was, it was a, I know, but it was a quiet one. It was a good one. It was <laughs> didn't show up. It, it was an ugly game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I was gonna leave it at that. We're four and one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> defense great. Yeah, that's fair. That's all the announcements for you. I mean, it was yep, a fourteen-seven game. It wasn't a. It yeah. wasn't no. a great game. Going uh, into bye means, week, got to get healthy. Hey, listen, it's it's an important one. You move to four and one, and yeah. then last NFL game, the Giants lost to the Vikings twenty-eight to ten. Uh, the Vikings defense that was just a mismatch against uh, against the Giants. Was able to get Jones under pressure a lot. So Jones finally looked like a rookie three games in, even though he didn't even look that bad. He just no. When you're missing the best running back in the league, and then Wayne Gallman gets injured in the first quarter, and you have zero run game, it's kind of difficult to go off of Sterling Shepard. Also now in concussion protocol, they did get Golden Tate back, but so some weapons kind of going away. Possibly Barkley returning on Thursday, which would be absolutely superhuman. Um, <laughs> From a, from a I, high I, ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah, I probably would sit Saquon just because... This um, season ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I would say, newsflash, the Giants aren't beating the Patriots even with Saquon Barkley. So I'd rather just give him that extra week to heal up. But we'll see what happens there. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, congratulations. You were able to throw for yards against a horrific Giants defense. Yeah, good for you. That's where it's that Kirk goes. Cousins game. Exactly. Make people think he's good. Hey, he and sucks. Congratulations to Miami Dolphins who did not lose this week. Great stuff. They had a buy for anyone that wasn't uh, up on that. Yeah. No, I know everyone here. Okay. Just, just for, right. for, for anyone listening. I was just picking up on uh, there's a chance they could win a game. Yeah. They play the Redskins. Mm. Yeah. The oh, it's the a big game. They're gonna that's going to be a And they play the Jets twice. <laughs> <laughs> They've got three winnable games. Say, Connor just, oh, he just made Connor crawl up in the room. Those, those games, I'm going to watch those games. I think they'll be very entertaining. Entertaining <laughs> is one way to put it. All right, that'll do it for our NFL segment. We are going to throw it to a quick break. This is Round Chipper on 89.1, and we'll be back here on Round Chipper. I hope for those of you on the Instagram feed, you enjoyed Conrad's live look at what happens during a commercial. Wait, that, oh, was, that wasn't live. No, that wasn't live. Oh, that wasn't live? No. no. That's what we're posting on you later. Told me, you told me not to go live yeah. during the breaks, and there might be a special release during the week to yeah. get you guys... Give you a little little taste. Oh, I love that. Behind the scenes. No, that's fantastic. I mean, they have to follow to go live. Okay, that's even better. Why are you pointing at me? I have no idea. I was asking if you listened, Pat. Conrad and I had a full on conversation when he was on the couch about this. Oh no, I didn't listen at all. No, yeah, this is going to go behind the scenes. There's going to be some point this week. I'm going to go through the videos that were going to be taken during the breaks. All right, we're soon drop little nuggets. Just a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. just a little taste. Just a little taste. That's our social media manager, Conrad Bayer, right there. Yeah. I got yeah. promotion, guys. Until it gets taken away in about a week. Yeah, the executive producer's going to fire you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get into some Major League Baseball here. Uh, first, before we start, we have a, if you remember, we talked about making brackets and having a bracket challenge last week for baseball, and we already have our loser. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who is it? I was with the drum roll has been completed. Um, Ben Moy <laughs> has lost because he did not fill out the bracket before the playoffs. Thank started. you for the Dr. Yeah. Peppers, Benjamin. Yeah, so, so, the- yeah, next round of Dr. Peppers are on Benjamin. Uh, around the around the league, Sherwood got both wild cards wrong. Correct. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Conrad, you're supposed to switch them. Oh, 
I believe Conrad got one right. Yeah. I got one right, and Matt got one right. So we have a three-way tie for first, a last-place person. Actually, Sherwood's technically tied with Moy right now. You have to wait a couple rounds you, you until you take wait. the lead. You as long as you get one more I'll thing, take right? it. I'll take the lead tonight. The Yankees and the Dodgers. Mm, clinch. Dodgers currently. Up clinch Monday. It should have been clinch Monday with the uh, Braves as well. Yes. So we will talk about that. Start in the National League, as as you mentioned there. The best series so far has been the Braves and the Cardinals, and we saw that again today. Final 10 innings. We're going to a game five. Yeah. The Cardinals beat the Braves. A Yadier Molina walk off sack fly. Uh, the game is really, or this series has just been rallies late in games going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's actually been fantastic to watch. Um, it was tough for the Cardinals to squander, I believe, seven and two-thirds scoreless from 38-year-old Adam Wainwright uh, in the last game for the Braves to come up big in the ninth inning off of Carlos Martinez, who is probably not the closer you want in October, but you know what? He got the job done today. So stay staying afloat. Uh, anything else you wanted to really look at from that series? Shout out Yachty for coming up clutch Still today. Still doing it? Yeah, yeah, had the had the base hit as well to uh, to two RBIs. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it'll be a good, it'll be interesting because that'll be probably Wednesday prime time because I don't know if we're gonna get other series other, going. On. Yeah, well, it's, it it so have to be like the Dodgers or else mm-hmm. because the Fords are gonna be tomorrow yes. and then Fives would be Thursday for the AL. But it'll be interesting. Who's do we know who the probable starters are for that? The probable starters are they have not announced them yet. Okay, no, but it'll be interesting. I think that the. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's been I, a lot of back and forth. It's, yeah. it's that simple. It's you, You've you seen uh, the Brave stars really, have, like, especially Acuna has yeah, been fantastic. Acuna, yeah. Albies has been good. He had a home run today. Freddie Freeman is not... Freeman, yeah, Freeman's yeah. been uh, Donaldson a little bit. Uh, Fulton Avitz had a huge outing for them in this series. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they were three outs away from basically sweeping them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and same thing, like the Cardinals with worth literally an out, they were an out away from moving on to the championship series so yeah so it's th- fun this series has been fantastic and definitely looking for forward or to a win or go home on wednesday do you have any analysis on the series no if i was fixing the camera that's our, that's <laughs> totally fine all right so then we'll go to the national your league. job you have your job for the next week <laughs> it's, a, it's a week by week basis he's, he's got to make sure i gotta the, make sure the camera looks yeah, good gotta make sure the i've got up. other responsibilities yeah. now too <laughs> gotta tend to them it, it, it's true so we'll go to the other series then where the uh, the Dodgers are up two games to one against the Washington Nationals. And that is going on right now uh, where the Dodgers have a one nothing lead, though the Nationals have the bases loaded in the bottom of the third. So last night, uh, the Dodgers were able to pounce on the Nationals, score seven runs. And uh, I believe it was two yeah, out. seven. Yeah. yeah, it was two out. All mm-hmm. two outs. Ton of extra baggers. <laughs> a ton of extra baggers. Exactly. So... And then the Nationals, though, that was a huge win earlier in, in the series. I still can't see Washington getting past the Dodgers. Yeah, they just have too many bats. That's that's what I look at. And that, that once you get into that National bullpen, it's just yeah. such a mismatch. Especially Scherzer. I guess they could have Strasburg on like Short in rest. a game yeah, five. Yeah, he pitched amazing on Saturday. Yeah. Or, excuse me, on Friday, on Friday when I got the win. They almost... Well, that one as well. Yes. But with the bases on the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that it, obviously they, you know, stole home field advantage and then had to take it back away. But it's, you know, with Rich Hill pitching, anything's possible. And then, you know, today, especially with the bases loaded. And then 
if you move to a game five, who's going to pitch? It's going to be Kershaw. It's going to be Walker Bueller. I think they probably go back to Bueller. Walker. Yeah, and yep. Walker's obviously he's still the like twenty three, twenty four years old. He's young. He's it's like, or do you bring Dustin May and kind of do like a, a bullpen game? Yeah, do like a three. Yeah, do three innings with him. Three innings with Walker Bueller. Nationals just tied. Yeah, I was, that that looked like that was going out um, <laughs> off the bat. Um, yeah, but it's just it's going to be interesting. I just don't if they if they can get out of this inning with bases loaded with and one out with just one run and it stays one, one, that was a lot of ones. Um, if they, if it goes to the fourth tied one, one, I just think that the Dodgers just have too many bats. If you look at honestly, one through eight mm-hmm. are pretty consistent. I do love the nationals lineup. I want to give yeah. them that. So I, you know what? I wasn't even planning on getting into this point today, but we can, because especially going back to the wild card game for the nationals, Juan Soto, Juan Soto for the nationals, right now, as a 20-year-old, is what Bryce Harper was supposed to be during his entire reign with the Nationals. That's yeah. how good Juan Soto is as a 20-year-old. 34 home runs, 110 RBIs, a 401 on base percentage. Again, he's 20. And yeah. the biggest hit, one of the biggest hits in Nationals franchise history in that wild card game, because there haven't been many big hits. And um, he's got a chance they don't here. Win series. That's true. I know that much. And yeah, Soto's up right now. So, I'm a huge admirer of Juan Soto. I think the Nationals have actually built a pretty good lineup. I mean, we'll see what happens with Rendon in the offseason as well. And, of course, you have that really powerful front three. But after that, it's such a drop. I mean, they're bringing Fernando Rodney yeah, for, into playoff games. You can't do that. Yeah, it's what you said. Just the back end of the bullpen. Just, it has, it, if you look at game one, too, it was relatively close until the eighth inning and then they had it was uh Lux at the home run and mm-hmm. uh Jack hit the just missile off yes. the foul pole. So oh that was a and it was the yeah. top of the foul pole yeah. too. He that crushed th- someone said that thing was going like three miles and like and I one hundred percent believe <laughs> I'm not, it. I was like, I'm not gonna discount that because that was a bomb. Yeah, yeah that, that was, that was huge, awesome. But um it is it's just gonna be interesting especially like last or like not yesterday last night, but today like Scherzer's oh kind of has already pitched a decent, he's already thrown a decent amount of pitches, so mm-hmm. when are they going to take him out? Are they going to ride him 120 pitches knowing that he won't pitch game five, or are they going to try to, you know, if he gets in trouble, you know, yank him? So I think they ride him. I think I, so, too. I, I, think, think, they have, I, I think they, I think they ride him yeah. tonight, and they take their chances with Strasburg, and Corbin came in late yeah. um, as well, I guess. So we'll... Um, uh, or came in as a reliever after Anibal Sanchez. So And he gave up a, He gave up all the runs mm-hmm. then. He did. So Which it, is interesting. Which is, again, why I think I believe LA wins this series, even with the Nationals showing some fight. Into the American League, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were able to fight off a sweep today by really hammering Zach Grinke with six runs in three and two-thirds innings pitched for Grinke. And Charlie Morton being <coughs> Charlie Morton against his old team. Only won five innings, but struck out nine, three hits, one run, and Tampa stays alive. That's basically where this story ends for Tampa because I just can't see them coming back from this 2-0 hole. I was going to say, I think they have a chance. You do? I think they have, if you look at game game two on Saturday night, they were they were close. Like, obviously, they had the chance in the ninth inning, but they were, ended up being, what, 3-1? Was that the final score? Let me pull that up. I think uh, it was, uh, 3-1, yep. Yeah, 3-1. Like, and that's when Cole struck out 15. Yeah, exactly. He struck out 15. Mm-hmm. It was a 1-0, it was a 1-0 game till the bottom For of the seven. a long time. So mm-hmm. it's definitely like, Again, how long can they keep it up? Sure. It's kind of the idea of like if you push them that you're going to push them that hard in a game, but you've got to win that game. Mm-hmm. So like, what's going to happen tomorrow? When I assume not Verlander. It's for, it's Verlander. Oh, it is Verlander. Yeah, what's going to happen with Verlander? It is. I think it's 
Yeah, you're just going to need another, like, you're, you're going to need to win the game 2-1. Mm-hmm. And if it goes to 5, you're going to have Garrett Cole. Cole, winning. again. Yeah, and at home mm-hmm. in a rowdy atmosphere. I just so. think it's too much for Tampa. And Tampa deserves so much credit for yeah. 96 wins. Um, another just incredible season on a minuscule payroll where they seemingly are should not be in it at all. But they just went up against an app or going up against an absolute Goliath of a team this year. And I think that pitching is just going to be too much for them. Cause that lineup, <laughs> their pitch, Tampa's pitching is their strong suit. Um, and that, <laughs> that Houston pitching just against that lineup is, is not just great. tough to overcome. Yeah. And then our last series. Yeah. Yeah. They're never going to lose. They're never going to lose to them. Stop they will. it. Leave me alone. It's, they will never lose to them. Minnesota. Down, down 0-2 to the New York Yankees. Luis Severino on the mound tonight against Joker. Joke. It's gonna, it might be a joke tonight. Against <laughs> Jake Odorizzi uh, in Minnesota. It looks like the New York Yankees will be heading to the championship yeah. series. If it was 1-1, advantage twins, but I think that it's just... I think they gave, the, I think they gave their best shot the first three innings of game one. I was going to say game one. They were up, what, 2-0? Mm-hmm. And then they jumped on him early. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the first. Yeah, whoever yeah. that first inning, second batter, home run. But honestly, I think that I've I've seen this story before firsthand of the Yankees beating the Twins. We talked about it last week. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're down 2-0. I know that Rocco Baldelli said no. It's you know all the guys that you know the the players on this team weren't part of the teams that lost to the Yankees in the past. But it's just you know it's part of. I don't want to say it's part of the history or whatever, but it's it is like you know when you're playing them that it's going to be tough, and being down two zero, it's just especially against the kryptonite. That's a pretty that's big. Exactly. It's a very big, like very big hill to climb. Yeah, I think the Yankees actually get this done tonight and just wrap it up. So. Especially Severino obviously hasn't pitched much, but he's pitched pretty well when he has been around. And that Yankee lineup in Minnesota, I think, is still going to mash. I just it's interesting because it's. I know Ruiz has been okay this year. Yes, I think it's just though, I I really like the Twins team. I just don't know how much. Hopefully, this gives them experience for the playoffs for next year. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at that, they do have some experience with Cruz and I'm not. Yeah, Cruz is real old. I'm main, not sure. I yeah. mean, he did have a fantastic season. That's the thing. but that's what you take a look at it. Is there two of the highest scoring offenses mm-hmm. in the league? Minnesota and, does have a pretty young core. Yeah, they do. They do, and it's it's just kind of so. But some of those players are hit or miss, like Miguel mm-hmm. Sano. He's betting what, like 220, 230? Yeah, but he hits home runs. But then he hits yeah. the home runs. And, and that's how, why. How much can Eddie Rosario and, and guys like that continue yeah. to put up these big like, years? Yeah, I think, I think they'll. I mean, Mitch I, Gardner, their backup catcher going into the year, hit 31 home runs, I want to say. So, yeah, something. But it's that's why. It's definitely. They definitely do have. I'd love to see him back, but I just don't know if it's. If they're just going to have the chit. Like, they won't. I don't think they will. I don't want to jinx it. No, that's fine. Um, but. It's just. It was odd coming in that they were too high powered offense and then they were held to. What three runs and one run? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. No, it's it's surprising. And then one final note for baseball: the New York Mets fired Mickey Calloway last week, and it was the right decision for the for the Mets to let him go. Just yes, he ends up being the first Mets manager fired with a winning record. However, the in-game moves <coughs> it bad. was very clear that Callaway was not ready to be a major league manager, especially in the National League, where there's just so many intricacies with double switches and things of that nature. Um, I think Tim Britton wrote a fantastic article in The Athletic kind of detailing just all the things that went wrong with Callaway. And you're saying wrong even though, I mean, the Mets finished 80s, 10 games over 500 this year. 
Um, they did a very nice job, especially in the second half of the season. But he just can for a team that's window to win is so small with guys starting to approach free agency and things of that nature. They need an experienced manager that knows what he's doing in these type of situations and can especially handle a bullpen, which is something Callaway just was completely incapable of doing. And that is why Joe Girardi should be the one and only choice to be the next Mets manager. And that pretty much depends on will the Wilpons pay the man because Girardi has expressed interest in becoming the Mets manager. It's a move that makes so much sense. He's done it in New York before. He knows how to manage in New York. He knows what the media is going to be like. But will they pay him? No. I think they do. I think this is the only choice they can make. So I do believe Girardi will be the next Mets manager in the next couple of weeks. And if he's not, it better be someone experienced. They cannot go the Callaway route again with a cheap, young, unexperienced manager they're going to try and mold because that's just not where the team is right now. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I think you need um, an experience, experienced guy to come in, especially with the team that they have of a mix of their pitchers are absolute studs. The starters are absolute studs. With a fantastic position player core as well. <laughs> yeah, and which is... They just need, obviously, Mickey didn't work. And I I don't think, for the majority of, of managers, I don't think that young guy is the way to go. And especially if you're... It depends on the team. It depends yeah. on where your team is at. And right now, for the Mets, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm also just going off of, off of the Cubs, too. Like, going a first-year guy with a team in a similar situation where they got a, they got a good core there and their window's on, on, the, on the later end. You can't you can't risk it with getting a guy that you don't know his style of managing because he's never done it. You mm-hmm. got to go with a guy that's that's done it before. You know his style, so you have like yes, any guy can interview well. Like you can just say stuff. Like you just say stuff in interviews and to get you hired. Yeah, you sure. tell them what they want to hear, um, and I'm sure that's what all these managers do. But then once you're actually in that situation of mm-hmm. in the seventh, eighth inning, do you pull your pitcher? Can you make the right decision? Um, That's what it comes down to. And Callaway hit, way too many times was not able to. Yep. yep. I, I completely agree with you. So that wraps up baseball. We will send it to a quick break, get into some college football and miscellaneous. This is Round Tripper on 89.1, and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Tripper, and we are going to get into some college football. Another behind-the-scenes was filmed, though I'm not sure this one's going up. Yeah, probably not. We yeah, didn't really talk was, about anything. It was, it was more, a, it was it was a was great a, one. More administrative it was a brainstorm. stuff, right? Yeah, it was brainstorming session. So probably probably not for the people on that yeah, one. Because, you know, we got to hit you with surprises. We can't let you know everything. Right now. Yeah, I know. You can't see how the beautiful mind works of exactly. this show. Come, come on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you want to. Also that, actually. It takes three minds or one mind for the show. It takes all three of us collectively. Yeah, to just, have half an idea. Yeah. We, we're sure. really good at half-baked ideas. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. This was a half-baked idea <laughs> until really I just was. decided to do it one day. It, it, it really <laughs> was, actually. <laughs> All right, we're going to move into college football. We actually don't have too much to get into because you'll never guess that most of the big dogs rolled again this week. Um, I wonder why that keeps happening. Exactly. But first game, we'll start. We'll have two games that we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, Ohio State took down Michigan State 34-10 to uh, in the horseshoe. And the question or the point that I want to go to is that Ohio State this I mean, in years past, Ohio State's been good, very talented. They like to be, you know, that really attractive team that plays nice football and puts up points. But, you know, that there's a fatal flaw that's going to get them. And then they lose to Iowa in the middle of the season (laughs) or 
than or get blown out by Purdue as they did last year as well. This is not that team. This Ohio State team is a true national title contender. And I see you don't believe, uh, don't agree with me, Sherwood. I don't think so. Really? That no. defense has allowed four touchdowns this year. Who have they played, though? Michigan State is definitely their best. Oh, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. Michigan State. It'll They're be interesting right. when they play um, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the big one. That'll be a weeks. good game. Whoa, 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 Penn State. Whoa, whoa. I think Penn. you're looking over a game. Yeah, there's a reason I looked over it. <laughs> do you know what they're going to do to Northwestern? It's going to be so bad. Northwestern's not good this year. I mean, Nebraska's at Nebraska to win 48-7. to seven. Yes, Nebraska's definitely not a great team, but to hold them to seven points, bro, that's 48 on the road, impressive. that's, yeah, they're, they're defense. Again, oh, but it's, oh, it's a late game at Evanston. Yeah, you know how this ends, man. <laughs> how well. Northwestern messed up. You got to make that the 11 Try to get him sleepy. Start, get him sleepy. Yeah. There's nothing tougher than an 11 o'clock start. Pull the fire alarm. Pull the fire alarm at night. <laughs> really missed out on opportunity. So, yes, this, Ohio State's allowed four offensive touchdowns. They've forced 10 turnovers. They just they have <laughs> probably the first um, non-quarterback player that's going to get drafted come April, May, and Chase Young, the defensive lineman. Uh, Ryan Day looks like he's doing a nice job there. I mean, again, haven't played great teams, but the Michigan State and Nebraska games back-to-back like that, I'm personally impressed by how they did there. Justin Fields, coming in from Georgia, played pretty well. (laughs) I think this team is a national title contender. I don't know. I think, I guess so. Listen, if you want to wait until Wisconsin, I totally understand. Well, I just, I'm taking a look at this Wisconsin at home. Like, I think, yeah. I think that, I think they're a good team. I think that the it definitely is. It's yeah, they're a good team. It's it's an Urban Meyer team. It's not even that's though true. The oh coach no, no, is. it's, it's all yeah. it's yeah. all the players are currently yeah. Urban Meyer players. Yeah, I just yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think they're a national title contender. I think they're a college football playoff bound team. I think they're going to the playoff this yeah. year. I I definitely do. And yeah. then we'll, and then we'll see based on matchups who they go up against. Yeah, because who would they play in the on the other side? Currently, the, as the three, or like would, who, who or who would they play in the Big Ten championship? Most likely Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, again, yeah. I, so they play them twice, yeah. which they've done a couple times, and it's never ended. No. Wisconsin never ended. Like that's yeah. I I don't see them losing Nobody Wisconsin the, at home. That West Division ever. No. Yeah. Um, again, that needs to be. They need to up. redo that. Yes, we talked about it a lot last year, but yeah, um, they should. I mean. I still worry that one of these games is going to be a letdown. I know they're very good and have blown blown the doors off of everyone. That defense is legit, but until until they go a year without having that one game, I don't know if I can be as confident that it won't happen again. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just it's just that thing of like until you don't do it or until you slay the slay the thing that's keeping you back basically with any football, any football, baseball, any professional sports team, college sports team, until you do the one thing you've done every year. Um, it's kind of a stupid brain thing of, uh, you're going to do it again. Um, I just, I just don't trust them to not do it again. Would you like to go out on a rim or on a limb and say that, uh, Rutgers is going to be, that's the game. I had a feeling you were, uh, I was at, like, Rutgers. at Rutgers. Hey, man, it's tough to go into New Brunswick, New Jersey. <laughs> New Brunswick? Yeah. Where should we go? <laughs> I'm gone. I'm no. Gone. Yeah. Um, for the, it's the game of the century. Wake Forest at Clemson. The game of the century. <laughs> well, I thought just looking at, they do have, it'll be interesting to see three straight weeks of home against Penn State at Michigan, Big Ten Championship. 
after they lose to Rutgers. Yeah, like, after the, Oh boy. <laughs> actually, I guess that's four weeks, but it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up for three straight weeks. Obviously, it's you know it's good when you you know have a pick me up or a big game, but can you get up for three straight weeks? Yeah, can can you, you get up for that second game, second really big game when you're playing Penn State at home? Yeah. After a big <laughs> road game. After a big road at. TV, it's probably going to end up being a new game, too. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to try to hide that one. Yeah. So it will be interesting, though, finishing that season versus Penn State at Michigan. Yeah. It's not exactly an easy way to, to finish out the year. But, again, that'll be some quality wins for them if they are yes. able to beat them. So I, I do think they're playoff bound. They're definitely set up very, oh, they're set up. very, very well. Abs- absolutely. And then the other game we want to touch on is Florida and Auburn. Auburn traveled to the Swamp to take on number 10 Florida. And the Gators were able to come out with the victory, even with backup quarterback Kyle Trisk playing. Is Florida... Do you have something to say no, over there? No, I just, just chatting with Conrad on the side. Yeah. Ah. Well, I, first I will say I was wrong on this game. As last yeah. week I said I believed Auburn was going to be able to run all over yeah. Florida, and I thought that was going to be enough. Florida held Auburn to 124 yards. Florida actually outrushed Auburn with 132. Very impressive performance from the Gators there because Auburn's running game has been tearing people to shreds. Now, I'm not going to kill Bo Nix. Yeah, he had a really bad game. 11 for 27, 145 yards, a touchdown, and three picks. We, uh, 6.6 QBR. <laughs> not I, great. I've, listen, I've made my point on him that I think he's a good kid. I think he's a kid that's going to develop over his couple of years. He's this. He's not ready yet, and I think that's very clear. It's tough to kill a kid going into the swamp against a very good Florida defense. Yes. So it was the running game here that I looked to that just didn't get it done because he needs a lot of help at his current state. Give him again, give him two years. I think he's, he's going to be, be a star for for Auburn, but he's just not there yet. Kyle Trisk, however, the kid comes in as a backup quarterback and has done really well yeah. for Florida. I mean, people thought Florida season was over once um, Franks went down. I yeah, it was both and, of yeah. us. We both and I told you I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and Trask, 19 for 31, 234, no turnovers. And that's the key in the no, is the no turnovers. I mean, it was it a great performance? No, but he got it done, and he's got a sprained knee, and it looks like he'll be okay because this Saturday night is going to be a lot of fun. It is Florida LSU. So yeah. another big test for the Gators coming up. But is, is Florida kind of right there in the SEC conversation behind Alabama and Georgia? And kind LSU. Of, are you, I was going to ask you, do you lump them in with LSU or do you put LSU above them? I think until LSU loses, I think they're up there. Mm-hmm. I think until they play, when do they play Bama? Oh, well, I know. We talked about that. Good. November 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, How could you forget? Yeah, yeah that's where we're going. Um, yeah, no, I, I think LSU's in that top top tier. I think they're top three with Georgia and Alabama. It'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, yeah, I think that what you said, on that game, they needed... For Bo Nix to succeed, he needed to have like a Kirk Cousins like game where he just relies heavily on the run game. Gets yeah. the defense does is stout and they end up winning like basically what the score was, but flip flop they needed to win like 24-13, 20, mm-hmm. but he just yeah, it's it's tough to ask two fresh true freshmen. That's why I don't think it's fair to kill him. I, no. I I just don't I don't see the point in that, though obviously not the type of performance we're looking for yeah. for a, a what was a big test. Well that's why it's so tough for a true freshman in any position in a power five conference, especially like the, uh, especially, especially the, SEC. In the SEC. But when you put out that quarterback role, like obviously there's kids that are, you know, linebackers, linemen, wide receivers that are just 
you know, that are just big, strong, that they can go in there. If you look at, um, who's the kid from Clemson last year? Um, the wide receiver, uh, Justin, mm-hmm. why blank kind of saying he scored like not. three touchdowns against Bama in the national mm-hmm. championship game. But, um, like that's why there's obviously kids like that, but Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, it's, it's tough to do that. And like that, it's, it kind of came down to earth. If you would consider like maybe Auburn came down to earth because Bo Nix was definitely on earth the last couple of weeks and not having great performances, but um, we'll definitely learn a lot, continue to learn more about this Florida team mm-hmm. in the next month with obviously that game this week, the great biggest cocktail party. And then I'd love to see him play like Florida state too, even though that's at home and Florida state's Florida not state's doing not, well. Yeah. But when you get that state championship game, that's a big game. That's it's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. You kind of throw the Rivalry, records out in a yeah, game like that. Exactly. So I think that they should win by like 17 at least, but anything can happen. But I don't, I don't see Florida losing to like USC, Vandy, or Mizzou. So they no. basically have like three, three big games. And they clearly didn't kill Auburn too because they moved down from seven to 12. So they understood. Yeah. I mean, this was a, this was a tough game. Um, and also though, a nice chance to rebound at Arkansas. Arkansas is not very good coming up this week. Which gives them a chance before they travel to LSU, which will that's just a brutal game. Florida has to go through it this week. Um, and then luckily for them, they do have Georgia and Alabama at home. Obviously, never fun to play Georgia or Alabama, but at least they have them at Auburn. So Auburn's just been a really interesting team to follow this year. Kind of see, especially starting off with that big win over Oregon and how that defense and rushing game has progressed, and just seeing how Knicks does um, as well. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to follow that there. Uh, all right, we'll move into miscellaneous then with college football wrapped up. Uh, hockey's officially back. Week one in the books. Buffalo Sabres and the Carolina Hurricanes doing well because Sherwood's got two teams. Yeah, the, the bunch of jerks <laughs> I hopped on last year when I beat, when I beat your team. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Who actually has the top goal differential in the, uh, or tied for the best goal differential in the NHL? That would be the Vegas Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, sir. That's all I need. Sitting two for two, four points, four down, two zero. (laughs) Sitting at two and oh. Um, just some points to look at. I would say the Toronto Maple Leafs are gonna two one. Sabres just scored. Oh, there you go. Live on take. Wow, that was huge. Are gonna play like the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've got 14 goals scored this season, the most in the NHL. They've also allowed 10. Uh, one of the most in the NHL. So that's what Toronto's gonna do. They're so much fun to watch. Uh bet the over if you're a gambling man. And would like to to play that game because they've got some ridiculous talent on that team. I mean, Austin Matthews already has five goals this season. Uh, I believe Tavares has three assists. Mitch Marner's got five points. Like that team is stacked offensively, but man, are they going to leak some goals at the back? Um, just some other standouts have said Carolina sitting at three and zero. San Jose after being a playoff team last year. I mean, we're a weekend zero and three. Not great. And the New York Islanders finished the weekend at one and one. Actually played well in both games, especially that first one. Just a tough one to lose to the Caps. Thank you for your claps. Um, and a, a really nice, comprehensive win for one over the Winnipeg Jets uh, yesterday. Would like to see Noah, Noah Dobson, however, um, this week. Top defensive prospect. Uh, made the team. Not getting too much out of Johnny Boychuk anymore. It's tough. Yeah. Yep. So, bring in the young guns, see what they got. Bring in the young guns. So against Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday night at the uh, at the Coliseum. On to uh, a topic that Conrad's going to speak extensively on. We have hit the international break in oh, soccer boy. number two. 
Yeah, you keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll Are you going to bring comments in? I'll okay. in later. Okay. Manchester City dropped their second game of the season to Wolves 2-0. They got Sherwood moving. No one told me. Oh. Against the Wolves? Against the Wolves. The Timberwolves? <laughs> no, not the Timberwolves. <laughs> the Timberwolves? <laughs> Wolverhampton want Not... Excuse me. Wolverhampton. Um, it's in England. No, it's not. Probably. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Take that back. No, the, Cut it. The, the Premier League's in England. I mean, well, also, we do have some, some Welsh teams. That's, that's what I, I. Oh, that's what you were nervous about. Yeah, I was not really it. nervous. It was going to be like it. one of the two that's not in England or something. All right, Connor. Yes, the Rangers are two and zero. I'll give it to you. Man. Does that make you happy over there? And he would also like to um, point out that Mika Zibanejad has eight points in two games. So I'm glad. I'm glad for you, Connor. New look. I, he's true. Then the New York. <laughs> if I could speak, that'd be fantastic. The new look. New York, there we go, Rangers. I've been fun to follow through two games. Um, we'll see how that holds up. Again, we are the first weekend of the season. You don't for, seem, for to, every, you don't seem like, like you're having fun following them. No, for, no of course not. <laughs> um, for, for every team. But uh, Panarin looked really good for them. Um, Conrad's favorite player played. Hasn't done too much yet, but who's your favorite player? Oh my. Capo Caco. I was going to say, please <laughs> tell me you still remember his name from last week. I remember his name. I'm just worried every time I say it, that I'm going to say something that I cannot say on air. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I'm not going to focus on that. So I'm going to move on to the next one. Then. Uh, so Liverpool escapes with a draw. No, they did not escape with a draw. Oh, escapes a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Reading comprehension still is not there. <laughs> Liverpool won 2 1 on a last minute winner. A penalty kick from James Milner gave them a win to win eight in a row. And I just added words there. You what did. just happened? You did. That's also their 17th Premier League win in a row. And they can go for the record tire in two weeks at Manchester United, which, man, that would taste With uh, really their starting good. keeper back. Correct. Yep. Look at you wow. dropping some knowledge. Wow. That it wasn't even on the sheet. Yes. Wow. Yes. Alice Becker is <laughs> supposed to be back for that game, uh, which would be. You can go now. Yeah, that was. I'm actually really impressed by that. Um, and then to throw in, Manchester United lost one nil to Newcastle, and Tottenham lost three nil to Brighton. So just disastrous starts to the season for both of those teams. Tottenham also lost seven two to Bayern Munich uh, this week, which is uh, not good. Not good. At all. Don't give up seven goals. No, probably That's not. They scored a touchdown. Yeah, Bayern Munich scored a touchdown. It's pretty crazy. Wait, is uh, Schweinsteiger still in Bayern? No, he's been in Chicago he's for in Chicago. a couple of years now. Yeah. Since when? You guys uh, got to you guys gotta text me about those All right. <laughs> yeah, No, Bastian Schweinsteiger's on the Chicago Fire, who are not in the playoffs. Actually, MLS playoffs also start. There's another soccer. soccer NYCFC, number one team in the East. All right. Also, if we're talking MLS, yes, this is a big retirement. Yes. Um, Tim Howard played his last game, I believe it was yesterday, mm-hmm. for, for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just one of the all, tribute. All, 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 all time go best, off king, um, goal uh, American goalkeepers and really American soccer players. American soccer secretary player, of defense. Even, That's right, secretary of defense with that Belgium game, um, led led the team to so many World Cups and him with like Dempsey and Landon Donovan and Donovan on that um, on on those U.S. teams and just like for me he was the reason I was a goalkeeper in high school. Um, and just, I, he was my favorite player to watch. He's why I'm a fan of Everton. Um, like, legitimately, why why I love soccer. So, a little, oh. little thing there. Fair enough. Like, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not just making that up. No, no, it's true. So, a, uh, yes, a, a thank you to Tim Howard, an incredible um, U.S. soccer uh, soccer player that played his final game over this weekend. And um, the NBA is two weeks away. Yeah. 
So just throw hashtag this league. Hashtag, hashtag this league. Almost Shaq like, and Dame Lillard, Lillard going each other at uh, on diss tracks. Gotta love to see that. Yeah. Shaq just came back again today. I have. I, what do you oh, say? I, I've just seen like the quotes. He's, I would say, let's really, not quote it. He's really going <laughs> exactly. At it. I love it <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And NBA in China. Ooh. That I'm not. I would love to talk about that. I'm not going to because we're going to end up on a Chinese hit list. Then. Yeah, so, no. I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm just we're, gonna. We're not I'm gonna, gonna drop that. that as um. You've said too much. We've already said too much. Exactly. Um, all right. We're gonna delete that from the live. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> should we, yeah, should we should we take a break or just finish up? Let's just kick it out. Just finish up. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go into around the Nova Nation then. Um, first off, play football. No, we will. But uh, Villanova football moves to six and zero on the season with a 34-28 win at William and Mary. Even with uh, star running back Justin Covington getting hurt. In the first quarter, though, he looks like uh, all the reports say he's going to be fine. Um, Nova was able to, to come back and, and really stay strong and win this game. William and Mary mounted a little bit of comeback at the end, but Nova able to hold on. And that sets up the big one next weekend at number two, James Madison. Oh, boy. It's actually parents weekend at James Madison. Oh, that'll be a really good game. Yeah. I remember, what was it? Was that our... Sophomore year, they actually had college okay. game day. Go to yeah. yes. game. Mm-hmm. So, J- JMU's a fantastic football program. Yeah, so we're number five in the FCS. They're number two. It's a huge matchup. And, you know, in most years, you usually write it off and say, it's all right. It's an L. Yeah, yeah JMU by 17. Exactly. But 17, you know what? They've been playing so well. Daniel Smith's been fantastic at quarterback. Obviously, Covington has been incredible. Only fell short of the consecutive uh, Villanova's consecutive 100 yard rushing games because he got hurt in the first quarter. Defense has been playing fantastic. Actually, um, one of the linebackers caught a CIA defensive player of the week. I'm totally blanking on his name right now, which is so sad. Could be, but he had 15 tackles. Um, so spectacular performance out of him. No football is really good this year. And it's fun. Yeah. And so next home game, October 26th, um, I believe that's also homecoming, homecoming weekend. Yep. Yep. Um, so hopefully we, everyone shows out for that. Cause this team deserves it. They have been phenomenal this year. Don't be there. Oh, don't be there. You mean Buffalo that weekend? Yeah. yeah. I'll be watching from. Yeah. No, I won't. No one yeah. circles the wagon. Yeah. No, we just, we, we don't deserve the second, or not deserve. It's the second half comes later. I, I, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Hoops Mania recap. That happened over the weekend. What do we, what do we think? It was fun. Yeah. It was good to see the team. They scored during the scrimmage on like last year. Yeah, last year it took like minutes. yeah, it took like twenty minutes for them to score fifteen points. I'm interested to see how the three point line, what the three point line does mm-hmm. this year. I sure. think that I would when I saw that. For came those out, of you that don't know what happened, it got moved back to uh, FIBA, which is the International Basketball Association's regulation. Who I'm trying, I was when this came out. Who does it affect the most? I feel like it pro- in the college basketball, I don't want to sound like. I mean, I I feel like it affects us more. I mean, we shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah, that's why I feel like it affects us. <laughs> Out of like the top, you know, 30 teams in the country, I think it affects us probably either one or two because we mm-hmm. obviously don't yeah. have a lot of size down low. We take a lot of threes. Look at the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. Look at just our track record over the last couple of years and who Jay recruits yep. is, you know, Omari Spellman. If you look at Dixon. Even, Dick, yeah, Dixon's a Dixon was in the three-point yeah. contest. And he knocked him down. Yeah, dude. He, was, if, he looked good Yeah, if that. you look at... Uh, Cole Swider. Yeah, Cole Swider. I will look be at doing Arch. a VU Hoops recap for on October 21st. Be on the lookout really? for that two weeks from today. Going up on VU Hoops. Yeah, so it'll um, yeah, I think it'll 
it, it'll be interesting to see how this team does. I think that I think we'll be very good. I'm very, excited. I'm very excited. It, it's a young team, as Jay Wright said at the senior breakfast. Yeah, but there's a lot of talent on this team, and you expect now the the guys in year three to have even more progression. Sadiq Bay is in year two. Sadiq Bay so. looked every time was like shot out. He was he was either going to the tip, going to the rack with the ball, or he was going for a tip in, or got we were going for the ball off. Like the glass every like every play every play he was there, which and, is yes. really exciting. And I think see. the two to watch this year is Swider as one of them to see how he continues to progress, uh, and Brandon Slater, who I would really like to see get some more game time just with the pure like athleticism yeah. and defensive prowess that he how has. Big he is long, how like the length. He yeah, he's like uh, a Syracuse defender with mm-hmm. the two three zone, just really lanky. Mm-hmm. So I, those are two players, man, and got to see a little bit of them both in a scrimmage. Slater yeah. also had a great dunk in the dunk contest. Which one was yeah. that? Oh, the uh, when he went over yeah. Archie Atkins. Oh, you didn't like it? No, he put his head. Arch put his head down. He got the hand up there. It was good. <laughs> I would. Last year's dunk contest was better. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. Pascal and Gillespie's dunks last Gillespie, year were pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, I wanted I want to see the go down like the baseline off the backboard, grab between the legs. Okay, all right, yeah. we'll put that who, out who, there then. Who Me. do you think you Me. Were gonna do? Oh, yeah, <laughs> guy trampoline. Fair. No, just hops. <laughs> all right, all right. There you go. <laughs> I'm um, excited to see Brian, 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 Antoine. I'm yes, yeah. probably won't see him until late December yeah. at the earliest. But Antoine, top recruit coming in from rainy New Jersey. Um, I'm ex. I'm ex. I think that I, I'm excited to see him and Robinson roll. Obviously, that, uh, Robinson roll especially. That's the thing. Like this team is not going to be complete until he comes in because no. he was the big addition. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be complete until February. Because when you come in with, obviously he'll be able to practice, but practicing mm-hmm. and playing and games playing. is different. And, and he's going to get thrown straight into the Big East too, which yeah. is a little different. And I wonder what he's. I wonder how much he's when he plays. How is, much he's going to play? Early. Is he going to play yeah. seven minutes a game or is he going to log? 17 to 22 to 32 game like where where's he gonna be is he mm-hmm. gonna just go in there kind of like a little like jelly last year where he kind of mm-hmm. just dips his toe in the water that worked but obviously plays yeah. like yeah, hopefully has a um, impact on the game or is he gonna you know kind of like what it was like la- when we won the, won the national championship when booth had the broken hand where it was like you're healthy okay great you're starting yep. you're in the lineup you're playing 30 minutes i i think that's very very fair um, so yeah, who's man? It was fun. Sway Lee was the performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can say that Matt Woods report that it was Lizzo was false. Yeah. He's kicked off. That's why, <laughs> That's he has, why he's not he has here, a two actually. week. He has a three week suspension. Uh, it came out. Yeah. He had, he had, um, content detrimental to the team. Um, so we had to, yeah. we had yeah. to suspend him for this week, but you know, three weeks actually. That's it. He'll be back after fall break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Couple weeks. Suspension. Uh, blue, blue, white scrimmage on Thursday. So another scrimmage to look forward to. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I think that the with the scrimmages, I think I think we have a great seven or eight players. But when you go five on five, how mm-hmm. how deep uh, how good is basketball going to be? Yep. Oh, like I think we'll fair. have I think we'll have a great five. We'll have a couple guys off the bench. But like I like watching the scrimmages. But then you've got to think about it, it's like okay, what can you actually take? Yeah, from what it? can you when take it, away? When it's really seven, stay maybe healthy. eight guys. Yeah, stay healthy. Also, this isn't just exactly. right? this healthy. isn't just a Villanova thing. Most college no, basketball yeah. teams no, are not deeper yeah. than seven, oh, eight absolutely. guys. But it's but it's um, awesome to have events like that. And yeah. if I was here, I would love to go. But I kind of realized that for the first time at Hoops Mania, where I kind of looked at it, I most weeks we didn't have like seniors mm-hmm. that were playing yeah. in it. I thought like, oh shoot, like this. I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Is it's not like oh, you know, we're playing so bad, this isn't great. Well, it's like yeah. okay, but we have Samuels and Glassby on two mm-hmm. opposite sides. We have yeah, Samuels yeah. and Cosby Roundtree. Exactly. And, Put it all together yeah. and, and expect give good. them yeah. some time to, to gel early in the season and things will move in the right direction. 
also USC scrimmage next week, which yeah, interesting. Sherwood and I will be at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take some notes out in California. Oh, Conrad, do you want to come? That's no. actually the first trip that we planned. That, uh, yeah, it's a round trip. Yes, you guys no, going to go live? Oh, we oh could, wow, actually. the live. We, we sit there at halftime. That'd be and hilarious. Yes. Go we'll, we'll go live. We'll yes. go live. Connor will actually be on a break trip. Where are you going? Uh, Marion, South Carolina. And yeah, so Connor's so, gonna do some good over over fall break. I don't know how much good I'll be doing. <laughs> no, yes you I'll will. Be there. Yes you will. So a, a very cool experience. And then we also have a not so secret scrimmage against UNC in late October. I believe October twenty sixth. Um, right before the season starts. Interesting. That's in US. UNC, correct? I believe so. Yeah, because they came up here last. And that they was came up here that last was year. the oddest thing last year. Booth when we scored sixty. Yeah, and had like yeah. what, like twenty three points. Yeah, guess twenty three pointers would be the six. They played like forty eight. They didn't play. And they played, they played more U- than forty. Yeah. Minutes, and yes. they played uh, UVA and lost by like six. Mm-hmm. I remember when that stuff came out. It was like we're gonna be good. Yeah, which we, you know, we were. We were very like if I any mean, take that at any other college, you win your you win your conference. You win yep. the your it's conference title. Good. You're in the top 25 majority of the year. Yeah, it's kind of like, obviously, coming off the national championship year wasn't great, but like, it was... Yeah, like, they still... They raised... They, they two banners. You yeah. got two banners. They, raised, they got yeah. rings. It, it was... Which, yeah. To be completely honest, I forgot about it. I was like, oh, what are they actually going to do? And then they're like, wait, we won. Yeah. And we've won, <laughs> what, three straight yeah. tournament now? And it's... Yeah. Sure. yeah, we're going for four in... In March, and I really hope we do. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be very cool for us to graduate yeah. and say we won the biggest tournament all four years. I was hoping that we'd be able to do that with the uh, um, Philly Five. Never lose a Philly Five game, but yeah. that was another one that I wanted. But yeah, uh, I mean that's UPenn fine. had uh, other yeah. other ideas for us. Then <coughs> was my second choice for a reason night. That was a fun night. <laughs> all right, uh, <laughs> I all right. thought you meant your second. No, choice. no, 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 no. That was <laughs> that, when, that took that, me that took that me a half second. That was put fun. Out the infamous Instagram post. Um, <laughs> Oh, Jelly, have fun in Alabama. Um, is he playing? Do we know that yet? Did the waiver clear? I actually didn't see if the waiver yeah, clear. So we'll, like, yeah. we'll see how he does in Alabama. Kids will be up in arms if he gets the waiver. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Two minutes left because we are up against it. Uh, co-ed flag football, 152-19. Good, good to be back. Nice little blowout mercy rule. And the men's league, 2-1-1. One, and one. I think we're playoff bound time to pop the champagne. You already said playoff bond. I yeah, texted you know, family and friends. Yeah, exactly. I got the t-shirts. I sent, I put in the request for family tickets. So if let's, we don't make it to the playoffs. Yeah, it's time to riot. So yeah, 4-0 co-ed regular season. A 2-1-1 men's league regular season. It's playoff time. Yeah. Special shout out as well to Matthew Wood, who put on a show in both games. I think he finished with four or five touchdowns yesterday. He's an absolute stud. Wow. And then he's on the D-line. As on the yeah, D-line. the D-line. The first play when he just swatted it away. Or I think it was like the first one. Mm-hmm. And he just goes. What did he say? He said he just started chirping on the first play. Oh, <laughs> For, it was, Matt's a chirper. Yeah. It was, no, but it was it was literally like the first play. It was just like, have you ever seen a bull rush? Because yeah. if you haven't, like, put your eye, fix your eyes on me and Dan or something. It was just like <laughs> literally first play. Yes, and another shout out to Dan who continues to be just an animal on that defensive line. Dan, when I, yeah, I just, when, when I'm in coverage, I don't notice it, but when I, like, the, when I came out for like, for two or three plays, I just saw Dan just running. Yep. It's so fun to watch. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's the best, it's the best you, thing you to watch. You catch a couple yes. minutes. And it's awesome. And a special <laughs> spotlight as well to Brian McMahon, the hardest hitting safety in flag football. He <laughs> <laughs> made about three hits in non-contact th- flag and football. Two, and two of them, he just didn't realize <laughs> nope. that he did. Nope. He was just like, wait, what? What happened? Just absolutely <laughs> took some kids out yesterday, <laughs> but came away with the 27-21. All right, that's our show. That'll wrap it up. We are not on next week as we will be on fall break. We will be live. Or maybe we're live. And, uh, Stay tuned. 
basketball. Stay tuned. Make sure to check out Conrad's um, <coughs> videos that will be going up at some point yeah, on the week. Because they'll definitely come out. Yeah. On, on the Instagram. But So thank you so much for listening. The podcast will be out on Tuesday morning. Uh, again, if you haven't already, follow our Instagram round underscore tripper23. And uh, it's a good follow. Definitely do it. Exactly. Any final thoughts, guys? Um, shout out to my brother, Andrew. Wow, you really waited. His, <laughs> uh, my other brother, RJ. And there's Amy, Margaret, um, Benji, the dog. And shout out to Dustin, who texted me saying they're listening for seeing on the way home. Very much appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back two weeks from tonight. I'm Pat Zhang alongside Jack Sherwood and Conrad Bayer. This is Round Tripper. Go, Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Bills.